The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio. I've got to adjust the mic here. That was turned up a little too loud. I do apologize for that. But it is good to be back on the air. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Anyway, got a great show lined up for you. And uh, the reason why I wasn't here last week, I got the DNA tests of the woman who believed was my sister so we had the mouth swab done and that's why i wasn't here last week and uh, the test results came up positive for siblings so i've been really really happy this week Uh, however there is a bit of bad news is that yes i was hit with the covid19 and i'm suffering the after effects of that but overall it's not that bad i mean really covid19 is a fucking joke if you ask me i've been sicker than this before so don't listen to Chris Cuomo the homo. Doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Anyway, like I said, great show lined up for you. In just a little bit, I am going to be joined by um, by Stephen from the band Don't Believe in Ghosts. They're a band out of New York. Kind of, well, it's tough to describe their genre. So when he comes on, uh, I'll have him explain that uh, with you. Uh, later on, I'll be joined by UFC veteran Andre the Chief Roberts. Yes, I'm going to be excited to uh, talk to him. But before we get to all that, I want to cue one of the latest songs from Don't Believe in Ghosts. This is Still Holding On. And I'll be back with Steven right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. They still put this taste in my mouth, fill me with doubt, not sure what that's about. It's funny how different could have been, life was gonna drown me, think that I could swim. I'm not trying to rewrite my truth. 
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Never hit a man with glasses. Hit him with a bat. It's much more effective. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. When I was younger, I was told to hold my tongue. I was told if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. But now I'm older and I see that we live in a world where nice just won't cut it. So instead I speak my mind, speak out against injustice, freedom of speech. It's your first amendment, protect it. This message was brought to you by the NAE Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. First, there was Cranked Up Live. This is Cranked Up Live. Then, Cranked Up went Country. Today's best and tomorrow's greats. Cranked Up Country. Now, Cranked Up Live is back. This is a sizzling hot podcast. Cranked Up Live. Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? <laughs> no. Justice-involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankeduplive. Cranked Up Live. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Still Holding On by Don't Believe in Ghosts, and it is my pleasure to welcome Stephen Nathan of Don't Believe in Ghosts to the show. Stephen, how you doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for uh, for having me. Yes, absolutely. And uh, for those who are not familiar with uh, Don't Believe in Ghosts, why don't you give the listeners a bit of background on the band, tell the listeners about you. Yeah, I mean, we're, uh, we're a band out of New York City. Um, we put out a record uh, a couple of years ago, first record, and we've been the last year or two releasing 
some new singles um, and have, you know, built some good traction, you know, along the way. And along with those singles, we're releasing a lot of different music videos and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've toured around. We've, uh, you know, we're just uh, just trying to add some positivity to the world, you know. Was something that the world most desperately needs, if you ask me. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And it's there. It's there, you know. I mean, there's there's definitely positivity out there. We just, you know, we got to focus on that. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, to, so uh, how long have you guys been around, too? So, so probably 2017 is really kind of when uh, 2016... I put out some stuff myself. I had, I was in a band before this called man on earth. We toured the country like nonstop for a couple of years. Just literally we bought an old, uh, airport transportation bus, you know, and quit our jobs and just went out there and, and toured around for a couple of years, got back and was feeling super creative. When you're out there on the road, you're not doing a lot of writing, you know, it's you're, you're doing a lot of playing and stuff like that, but it's not the stuff that, you know, you, you, there was just a lot of ideas to get out. And, and I sat down and wrote 30 songs in like a month. Um, and then, and then that kind of changed my mentality on, on writing and what I wanted to do musically, because, you know, normally traditionally we'd write 10, 15 songs and then pick the best 10 songs. And that was a record, you know? Um, and at this point, you know, when I got to 30, I was like, oh, you know what? I mean, one through 10 sucks, you know? <laughs> and then I'm like, these are better. And I started getting into some, some different things and experimenting and, and feeling that freedom. Uh, the guys I was playing with before, it just it, it, they were just in different places. They came back from tour and, uh, you know, they wanted some time with the family and to hang out. And I, I needed to dig in. So it kind of started that way. And then after putting that stuff out, it, it, it was like, you know, I missed the band thing. I missed the, the, the camaraderie and the, and the, the teamwork and stuff. And, and, and really you can't do it all on your own, you know? So I found, you know, it was kind of picky and over the course of time found some of the best guys I know, um, to play with that are just, just fun and get back to having fun with it, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I'd say, so we've been together with this, you know, with this group since probably 2017, 18, somewhere around there. Um, and, you know, dug in writing together and, uh, and, and getting out there. So it's been working really well. Now, I, I got to ask you this, uh, be, being in one of the one of the highest populated areas in the country, you know, and uh, a lot of the people I have on the show are, um, you know, they're either from uh, from the Midwest or they're from an area like this. Uh, a few from New York, a few from California that I've had. But overall, when you're getting started in a place like New York, you know, obviously it's, it seems to me like, uh, the, the effort to, uh, prove yourself, you know, prove you belong on a stage, prove what, uh, show your talent is a little bit tougher if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess it is in the sense that, you know, there's every, the best of the best from all around the country will come here. Right. Cause they're like, I'm going to New York. This is it. They, or, yes. you know, so they'll, and, and so we're, so yeah, there, there is a bit of that, but at the same time, there's a community, you know, um, of artists that as you get into groups of them, you know, you, you can kind of build and, and when you get around the right people, you know, the right people will, you know, lift you and inspire you and push you in the right directions. 
So in some ways, you know, with so many more opportunities to play, so many more opportunities to, to get out there, there's that side of it that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, how are you going to, you, you, I, the, the, the percentage ratio between, like, the amount of people that will pay attention to us in New York City between if we grew up in a small town somewhere is obviously not even close, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, if we get, like, 2% of the people here, that's amazing, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, we've we've done it, we've built it here, and it's amazing. We neglected it a bit with my last band for a bit. We toured, you know, and when you go away for a while, um, you know, we 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 toured the Midwest, we toured out west, we, you know, we did all of that stuff. So we would come back to New York, and and it would it would kind of dwindle a bit, you know. With this, you know, we did some touring, but we're still really this is our hometown. So we've been lucky and really fortunate enough to play some great venues here. And we headlined last year, we headlined Bowery Ballroom twice. And I mean, that's a venue that, you know, we've all always dreamed of playing. You know, I've seen some of the best artists in the world play there. So like we got to headline that twice last year. That was amazing. And you say, um, hang on a second, just got to fix one minor glitch here. Yeah. Yep. So, That's my life glitches <laughs> and rendering. Yes. And, was that? You say, uh, you know, you've, you've been, you've been to this venue and some of the best of the best have been there. Um, but, uh, have you had the opportunity to open for some of those people as well? Yeah. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is with this band, we haven't really, had like a thing with opening for bigger bands you know a lot of our friends um and a lot of friends that i've had have you know gone on and been bigger bands but the timing hasn't really worked to to, to make that happen yet um we spent a lot of time writing um and uh and you know as we've gotten it and you know we were able to pull in enough of an audience ourselves you know, just kind of building it. So, but we just, we, we haven't yet, you know, with this band, we haven't with each one of our previous bands, you know, we did a lot of festivals and, and we did a lot of, you know, each one of us did different things opening for, you know, a lot of artists, but we haven't really with this band. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh, obviously, uh, this year alone, I take it has given you plenty of time to write new material, to record new material, because uh, let's face it right now, gigs are scarce. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, this year has been uh, surreal, you know, and everybody's kind of affected in different ways. You know, I lost my brother to COVID-19 back in April. So, um, you know, while the idea of like, you know, being in and, and, and hoping that that would be a creative thing. I mean, it just sidetracked me really bad, obviously. So, um, that, 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 that derailed me for a bit and then, you know, getting back on and, and, you know, getting back into the studio and stuff. So yeah, you know, it was, uh, it's been, it's been a year <laughs> to say the least. It's been horrible. Um, but, you know, we're going to make good things come out of it. And now, you know, we're, we've, we have, you know, a new single still holding on, which is, you know, addressing some of that, you know, um, of, of what we're all kind of going through right now. You know, the, this, this just this new reality that we're in and, uh, you know, making the most of it. And we know it's going to pass. 
you know, so um, that's it. So we're trying to focus on, you know, the good things that we can create for later, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, you may not tell it from my voice, but currently right now I have COVID-19 going through the tail end of it right now, so... Oh my goodness. Well, I hope you get better quick, man. You know, it it's kind of it's kind of funny though is is um, you know, where it's I know it's affected you much most differently and how it's affected a lot of people. Um, you know, and obviously you just lost your brother and I'm sorry about that. Uh, I got to say though, the way it's affected me, um, I don't know, I've been sicker than this before, so it's uh, you know, it's uh not qu- not quite as bad as some of uh what a lot of the mainstream media has put it out to be. I think, um, you know, I mean, the worst thing is right now I don't have a sense of smell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the most I, terrifying thing, the most yeah. terrifying thing about it actually was, um, you know, when my brother got sick, he got sick. It was, you know, he's like, I'm fine, fine. He had, uh, you know, he had a fever for a while. It, it, so he finally did go get tested. And I mean, and this was in the heat of like the chaos, you know, it was in the heat of like, you know, what is this thing? We didn't, re- you know, it was like craziness at the end of March, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just, it was bananas. There was so much unknown. So he went to go get tested and they said it's going to take uh, 10 days to get the results back. Um, so he was fine. He, he was totally got fine. He didn't have a fever. He didn't have anything. And he was like, I'm good, you know? Um, and at this point he was sick, maybe three and a half, almost a month, like ridiculous. And so he was fine. He's like, I don't know what the big deal is. I'm fine. And, uh, and he would have gone out, but luckily enough, you know, we were in quarantine. So he stayed in, he got the results back 10 days later. And that night he started to have problem breathing just randomly. I mean, he thought he was fine. And then, you know, uh, 24 hours later, we were rushing him to the, uh, I to the, um, to the hospital and, uh, you know, and, and, and within 48 hours he went from, Oh, I'm fine. This thing's ridiculous to literally on a ventilator and could not breathe. He couldn't even like stand up and walk himself. And then from there it was like, as we're getting the updates, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's an absolute horror story. And seven days later he was dead, you know? Yeah, and I, and wow. I mean, a week earlier I was talking to him and he's a hundred percent fine. So it's, it's the unknown of it all. And we're talking over 200,000 people, you know, that, that have yeah. been through this and the countless families and everything, you know? So, you know, it, it's the good news is that for everybody who gets it, it seems to be that the majority of people, you know, it's a couple of million now that have gotten it. So it seems like the majority of people can, you know, fight this off. But we just don't know, you know, like we don't know. And and for anybody who does get it and where they have that kind of reaction, it's just I mean, it's horrible. You know, it's it's absolutely horrible. It, oh, so, it most definitely is. It is yeah. you know, for those. um Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, so it's, you know, you know, we just, we just hope for the best, you know, and, uh, and that's it. I mean, and here's the thing, this is going to pass. So we need to, you know, all of us just kind of like focus on that and, and, you know, that's it. And just, you know, who knows? And everybody's on edge, you know, so who knows what anybody's going through these days, you know? So it's like, you know, it's a, it's an interesting time. 
Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I don't want to think of wearing a mask, though, as the new norm. Because we got those things are not comfortable, and we we got to stop yeah. wearing, we got to stop wearing them sometime. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, it's a pain in the butt, you know. It's yeah. a pain in the butt walking around in it. I don't think there's anybody who enjoys it. Like literally, I don't think there's anybody who enjoys it. Um, it's you ca- know, it's kind of. So. It's kind of like a, you, you take a dog and you put a muzzle on them. You see the look in their eyes when uh, when you do that to them, you know. And um, you know, it's ba- basically it's it's what uh, we we're doing to people now. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, I want to ask you how how would you best describe your genre? I mean, I know now there's so many different uh, genres out there that uh, uh, more than you can shake a fist at for sure. But uh, how would you best describe it? I mean, I I don't know. You know, it's like I would. I mean, I would imagine it's somewhere in like a alternative rock kind of you know vibe. But at the same time, I mean, we don't really sit down and go, oh, you know, I like this or I like that. We just kind of like, you know, there's there's things to get out, you know. Um, there's sounds that we find that we haven't heard before, and that's kind of like what intrigues me most and inspires me most, you know, is is, is doing the digging and trying to find those kind of things. So, I mean, if, it, if I had to describe it, I would have to just try and say it was, you know, just trying to be inspiring, uplifting, and even comforting in some ways for people, you know, for, for what people are going through in life in general, you know, just, you just want to be, you know, that thing that's, you know, there's, when I was a kid, you know, it was like Motley Crue were my superheroes. You know what I mean? It was like, if, if, if somebody bullied me, I'd be like, Motley Crue would beat him up, you know? And I, I met Mickey six once and I told him that and he goes, we definitely would have, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, indeed. Yeah, definitely would have. And like, and that's the kind of thing. And then like, you know, there's so many different things. It was like, you know, Prince, like all time favorite, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and can, just, I, I can hear that influence yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you get different things from different places, you know, and, and to be that, if anybody else can, can get any kind of connection from it, I mean, that's awesome. You know, I had yesterday on uh, Instagram, there was someone writing me saying how much these songs have been helping them through times lately, you know, and that, and I just, I wrote back and I was like, I mean, thank you so much. That's everything, you know, because in writing these songs, in doing what we're doing, you know, it's like, they're there to comfort me kind of, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the outlet and the expression that we each have. Um, and so that's, you know, that's what the music is. It's just, it's that expression and that thing that, that I want to hear, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, way I kind of, kind of see it. I mean, I kind of catch, uh, obviously the, the modern pop influence and then, Say, so give it a touch of like uh, '80s electronic style with uh, some '70s um, disco a little bit. How does that that sound accurate to you? Sure, I'll take it all. <laughs> you yeah, know? I'll take it all. I, I, it's you know, it's whatever we're feeling at the time. I mean, there's definitely some of that. You know, it's like I guess like you know, you you just you just want to do things that sound and feel good. You know, we don't really 
the thing is, is that I think if anybody was to, to expect the same kind of genre thing from us each time, they'd be a little disappointed because it's just, it's not necessarily that, you know, and if you go back through the first record we recorded up through all the singles we've released, you know, each one of them are, you know, a little bit different, you know, you're not going to, it's, it's just a different thing. We're less interested in, in creating um, a sound than we are in, in creating a, a vibe and a mood and a feel, you know? And, you know, I, I've never discussed that. That's something very interesting you're, you're bringing up is, is uh, creating a sound is one thing, but creating a vibe, that takes some work. You got to know what you're yeah. doing there if you're going to do something like that. You know, if you're going to, I mean, it's one thing to connect with the crowd, but it's another thing to connect with the crowd in that manner that you're speaking. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that the, the way we kind of do that is through the music, through the freedom of the music to to do what we want with it and not to feel like, oh, will this work for this or will this work for that? And I think we do it through the videos. You know, um, when you spend time with the videos, you'll see w with each one, we try to create its own little universe, its own little space um, and and take on different personalities and different and introduce different characters you know, we're inspired by, you know, by cinema and great storytelling just as much as anything else. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to throw in uh, my former co-host Stumper question here. So let's, let's say that Don't Believe in Ghosts uh, just made it big that, uh, that EP you just released. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, we're back to the norm, and you're going to go on a big nationwide tour. You're going to go coast to coast. You're uh, maybe into Canada, Mexico a little bit, uh, traveling globally a little bit. You have three opening slots of bands or musicians you'd like to have open for you. Who do you pick, and it can be anybody past or present. Past or present? Yes. And they're opening for us? That's right. Oh, goodness. I mean, you, you know, that's, that's a weird one. Cause yeah, there's your stumper right there. So, you know, obviously, you know, all time, I mean, Prince, you know, I mean, would love to play. I don't belong playing after Prince. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody belongs playing after Prince. Um, so that's, you know, that's a tough one, you know, bands, I, I, the best way to answer that question is, you know, bands that I'd love to tour with or play with, you know, AWOL nation. I love the stuff that they're doing. Um, I love that. Would love to play with them, you know, Portugal, the man, young, the giant, a lot of those bands are great, you know, but then if you go to like, you know, throughout life, like, you know, I mean, Motley Crue, like, so Rat also, I love Rat and Stephen Piercy is a, is a good friend. And, uh, you know, with my last band, we had the opportunity to open for Rat, you know, oh, wow. like, I mean, that was, that was just so dope, you know, it was, it was another world, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the I whole can, other thing. Oh, I can only imagine what that would have been like. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. It was a fun yes. time. It was that like. It was like, uh, I mean, what was it? It was like this outdoor bar, upstate New York, this venue, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. 
I think most of the audience was not interested in discovering new music. So we sort of challenged them with that, you know? Yes. Yes. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Now I meant to ask you earlier in the uh, interview, but, uh, don't believe in ghosts. Where does that come from? So the, the band name is about not giving energy to the ghosts of your past. It's, you know, so often we don't do things, we don't say things because, you know, we're, we're, we're stifled. We're worried about what people are going to say. We're worried about posting things. We're worried about being judged. And this is sort of like a, a call to the self to say, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, we got to build a future and it doesn't matter what the people in your past, if they're not there to lift you up and to support you, um, and to be understanding and allow you to make mistakes, then they're literally useless. So, yeah. All right. All right. Interesting, interesting way of putting that. Yes. And uh, I, I do have to ask, since, uh, the, you know, the, the madness all started in uh, mid-March, uh, have you had a chance to play any gigs since then, live? You know, we had a release party. So we had a song, um, a single out uh, called Living Like This, which came out right then. I mean, just so nutty how that all worked out. But we had the release party set for the night, literally everything shut down. So we were looking at it. I mean, it was getting crazy at that point. So the night before we were kind of like, I don't know if this is going to happen. And then that day the venue was like, yeah, it ain't happening. <laughs> you know, They're like that's yeah, not even happening. So that ended um, the only thing we did do actually, so we rented a lake house to do some writing in August and, you know, we'll do this from time to time, just get away from the city, uh, and just, you know, just the band stay in a house and just write, record, do that kind of stuff together. So we had, um, we had a little live show that we did, um, invite only on zoom and invited like, you know, some fans and stuff like that to come hang with us. And we played, you know, five songs and, and hung out and, and did some of that stuff. So that's the closest thing we've gotten to a performance since. Oh, man. Yeah. Hopefully you hit the stage soon. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, you know, we're all just like, but here's the thing I got to tell you is that uh, the second we can and the second it's it's good, come on out to New York because it is going to be the party of a lifetime when we hit the stage finally. I'll get, uh, maybe what uh, should be done is, uh, you know, open up that Woodstock stage, do something there. Yeah. Yeah. We played there, uh, two years ago. We played at the original site of Woodstock. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now that, uh, I can't imagine how the historic feel must be up there on that stage. Yeah. I mean, well, it was on the, it's interesting because it was actually the opposite side of the field now where the stage is from where the stage was, obviously that like Jimi Hendrix and stuff played on. It was the opposite side of the field, but, um, you know, it was to be there and to walk around, you know, that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's just, you know, and to see the stuff, the relics and things that are there is just, um, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, that's such a, like what a massive piece of, of popular culture and, uh, what an iconic moment for, you know, just, just for music, you know, I mean, just so iconic and, and just, you know, cool. I, I would change out some of the artists personally, but you know, that's me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? I don't know. So, uh, uh, what what's coming up? I I know it's it's uh, it's like you're releasing one single and one video after another recently. But what's uh, what's coming up next for you guys? Oh, dude, I am so excited for you to see this new video. So we just finished the video for uh, Still Holding On. That's going to come out this coming Friday, and uh, and it's bananas. It's crazy. And, you know, if you've seen our other videos before, you know that we're going to kind of push it in some different directions and. This one's going to be, uh, we've gone and we've, this is, you know, and it's interesting too, because we, we filmed this in August and, and actually some of the stuff in September, but we obviously with COVID and with the way things are in the city, it's really hard. You have to social distance. So it was like, how do you film our biggest production video ever that we've done during this time of like, you know, limited amounts of people and, and distancing each other. So we did it, we figured it out, we did it creatively, and you just, you just got to watch to see how we did it, and it's, it's awesome. It, it, nothing is lost, everything is gained. And that's kind of like the thing with, like, I think, like, with, with any kind of thing in life, you know, we rise when there are challenges, um, and the best thing come when there are challenges ahead of you, ahead of us, you know, when it's easy and it's like it always was, you don't have to think as creatively. So I feel like that this was sort of like a very positive thing that came from it was to be able to push ourselves to do things totally different, you oh, know? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it's fun. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, one of my, one of my favorite questions I love asking just because of the crazy fucked up answers I can get from this question. <laughs> so this doesn't matter if you're playing some shithole uh, dive bar out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, that holds about maybe 25 people maximum capacity, or you've, mm -hmm. booked, or you've booked out Madison Square Garden. What's the craziest thing you've witnessed while performing on stage? Oh my God. <laughs> you have to remember, I spent three years just traveling around and playing almost every night. Like, just some pretty banana stuff. But I tell you, like, the craziest thing that happened in all of that, you know, one of the craziest things is, you know, a guy trying to shoot me in Hayes, Kansas, you know? For real, that trying was, to uh, shoot you. Yeah. The dude, I went to the bus after the show. And the dude pulled up and, I mean, and this is, he's Kansas, you know? I mean, I was like, this is a cute little town. Like, going through it, it's like, this looks like it's, like, right out of the 50s or something, you know? Like, it's just meticulous. And I, you would never, I mean, I got we live in New York City. Like, nothing like this has ever happened in New York City. But here in Hayes, Kansas, in the middle of nowhere, dude rolls up in a red pickup truck. And he's just like, I could kill you. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing right now? So I just, uh, I lucked out. A cop pulled up right at that time, pulling somebody over right at the edge of the, the little park, the, the parking lot there, you know, and pulled somebody over. And then the guy, you know, just had that look in his eye, like, like that, that joy out of the hurting animals look, you know, that just absolutely psychotic empty thing in his face and then you know he had a gun like in his lap and then he drove away it was insane i can't imagine what a moment like that must be good lord yeah <laughs> that's like the uh 
you know, I mean, it's so crazy because people think of like, you know, you, it's like New York City, you know what I mean? That doesn't happen in New York City, you know? <laughs> that doesn't happen in New York City. See, the thing about the city is you can see crazy coming. When you go out to the country, you don't see crazy coming. Crazy just pops up on you when you're about to get in a bus, you know? <laughs> you know, but, and I, I was in New York City when uh, I was uh, 18. I was actually going to a... Uh, Nick's game at the garden. I oh, get cool. off the I get off the subway and there's this dude talking to the wall and screaming at it, telling it how it's gonna burn in hell. <laughs> Let me tell you, that might have been a bad wall. <laughs> so I'm and I'm 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 thinking, oh my god, is anybody gonna do anything about that? Because you know, obviously where where I'm from, <laughs> that that guy yeah. be hauled away and put in a straitjacket as soon as they could. Yeah. So you know that. Well, that's. What's that? That's a certain level of city crazy, right? So, like, we can tell if I'm walking down the street and I see a guy talking to himself, there's, like, all sorts of other social cues that go along with it where you can go, okay, this is an isolated case of crazy, and he's staying to himself, you know? You can always see the other guy who's about to grab a brick, you know? And you know, like, you can feel it out. You get get a good judge on it, so you're good. Um, my whole thing, though, my whole experience in uh, New York City was uh, surreal. You know, I mean, the sound effects around me were things that I had only heard in movies at the time. I began to wonder if I was in a movie. And, yeah, yeah. And then my phobia heights is just unreal that I was, you know, I'd stand on the ground and look up one of those skyscrapers and my stomach was starting to turn. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. it was a very, very surreal experience for me in New York City, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because, like, anywhere else, it's just about, like, what you're used to, you know? Yeah. So it's a lot of stimulation if you're coming from somewhere that you don't have it. But, like, at the same time, there's there's an order to the chaos, you know? And it's everything just – people – people mind their own business. There's, you know, people do their thing and there's, there's a, there's a, you know, there's an order to it all for the most part. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, just, uh, I think I've got one more question left. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say, let's say a group of kids ages 15 to early twenties approach you and tell you that they're going to start a band. What advice do you think you give them? Oh, um, I mean, I would say to listen to everything you can, you know, I would say to kids that age to, you know, to, they're already listening to new music. So I would say that they should, there's some classics they should check out, listen to. Um, and the most important thing I think for anybody is to not try and fit into a current scene. Because, you know, especially if you're just starting a band, I mean, that scene is going to be gone in two, three years, you know, make your own scene and, you know, be a trailblazer and do your own thing and and say whatever you want, you know, and own your masters so you can own your rights to your music and control it and learn how that side of the business works, too, you know, and don't ever, ever, ever want to be rich from it like don't make that a thing like don't think of like success needs to you have to define it different 
And I would, that's what I would tell them. I would say, if you're doing this to be rich and famous and all these things, you know what I mean? You'll probably be out of this thing and disappointed in like two years. You need to find the reason why you're doing it, you know? And, and some people, it's just them, you know, uh, they do it because they love it and because they have to do it. And that's like, you know, that's, that's, that's everything. Then it's the greatest gift, you know? Yes. Yes, indeed. Good answer. All right. Well, that's one last thing. One last thing that I would say also for anybody over like 23, I would tell them to not listen to any of the music that they grew up with and to only listen to brand new music because they already know that music and they have to stop listening and living in the past. You have to, the moment you think music was better when you were 16 years old is the moment you're old. So you have to always, always, always be listening to new stuff and, and experiencing new things and be a part of where the world is going, just like you were. I mean, that's, that's the choice you make, you know? Yes. Yes, indeed. I like that answer. In fact, I never given that much thought. Yeah. Explore what you don't know. Yeah. And that way you can expand your mind and gain more knowledge. Of course. You know, and I think like a good thing too, is if there's a type of music you don't like, right? Well, you just, you, you probably haven't been exposed to it the right way, or you should at least explore it to the point where you understand what the value in it that other people find is where you can appreciate it, you know, because surely like, you know, if it's like, I mean, there's, there's so much great stuff out there that would be like different kinds of genres and stuff like that. And, uh, and to learn what that is, it only enriches you as a person and it enriches, you know, your ability to, to approach what you do in your craft with a little bit more, um, with more color, with more color palettes, you know? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. I want to go ahead and uh, I want to thank you very much for joining the show tonight. And uh, I'm going to hit a music set, going to play uh, three more songs by Don't Believe in Ghosts. But before we get to the, get to all that, uh, why don't you give yourself a plug, tell the listeners where they can find Don't Believe in Ghosts on the internet. You got got a website out there, social media, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Well, these people know exactly where to find us. They put in Google, don't believe in ghosts, and we'll come up. But you can go to don'tbelieveinghosts.com. You can go to don'tbelieveinghosts on Instagram. You know, uh, DBI, DBI ghosts actually is the, uh, the Twitter and, uh, and, and on the Facebook as well. Yeah. And find us, you know, type in don't believe in ghosts. Come say hello. Let us know you heard us here. And uh, yeah. And in, in if that's the case, maybe we'll send you an advance early viewing of the new video. All right. Well, uh, looking forward to what's coming next, that's for sure. I want to thank you very much for joining the show. And uh, yeah, like I said, three more songs coming up. But uh, once again, Stephen, th- thanks a lot and best of luck to you in your future endeavors. And hopefully... Uh, you know, we're out of this mess soon and you're back up on the stage doing what you do best. Yeah, man. Yeah. You feel better. Get 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 healthy real quick and uh hopefully, you know, anytime you want us, we're we're here for you. We'd love to, you know, come back on and hopefully at some point we'll uh we'll be rocking out together at a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much and you take care. 
Awesome, man. Have a great night. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Stephen Nathan of Don't Believe in Ghosts. We're going to hit our music set here. Uh, coming up, we have three more songs by Don't Believe in Ghosts, plus I have Mary Cutter and Swug in the mix. And when I come back, I should be joined by the chief, Andre Roberts. With that said, be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
It's no secret. I like dicks. Nobody loves dicks more than us. You should see us on the weekend up at the hunting lodge. Nothing but dicks. My mom finds dicks online. Look at all the dicks. It's never too early to introduce your kids to dicks. Dick Sporting Goods.
Ain't got my feelings, I got theirs You got minds, let's reach an understanding I mean, don't dwell on negatives Thought you want a future with me Family and kids, remember? Now your quotes about me are past tense Now saying ain't no tell how many women I've been with But I just say think how many will wanna be with me I'm a rapper, kinda take my confidence seriously Proper chicks, hood chicks, go get us, it's filling me One more girl told me, hold your head, swell to see billions in But you the one control my insides All you gotta do is don't let nobody on your mind Our home, never, never once did I not come back home. Let them dumb girls say they got five minutes from Rome. Just pay them no mind, that's how they get gone. You a woman, you know how y'all get when y'all feel alone. Plus, haters in your ears saying they been over backwards for you. I know what you're going through, just relax, stay calm, and be cool. And let me direct this movie with fate, fortune, and fame, baby. Don't let your spirit lose me. Try to make the future for us so stable. Either way, you either my rising or you my fallen angel. Can't stop working on us, girl We fuss, girl But why, girl You ain't gotta leave me You got to stay right here You say I don't love you cause I cheated Our future is something we should believe in All it is fussing and fighting and crying and lying No reason Hold up You say I don't love you cause I cheated Our future is something
I'll make my own luck I delete another friend And it's alright Lately I don't give a fuck Got a lot of love I no longer play pretend Let the sun shine through There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train what news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. If you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment gossip, stupid news, and more, sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down, a show that is not for pussies, then you need to stop searching and check out The Charles Richardson Show. It's uncensored talk radio. No crybabies. No losers. No fucktards. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, Get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums, provided you have a brain. For the 411 stations and showtimes, like The Charles Richardson Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. 
The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some. It's Heidi Summers, health and wellness expert with your local health update. I get so many emails and calls about CBD, the incredible oil from the hemp plant that's being used to provide relief to millions for joint discomfort, inflammation, and nagging injuries. It's the most talked about alternative health breakthrough in years. The CBD product I always recommend comes from CBD Labs, the gold standard of CBD. CBD Labs oil goes to work fast to relieve your discomfort and deliver the results one thought nearly impossible without a prescription. This powerful oil is not marijuana and contains no THC, the ingredient that gets you high. Oh yeah, CBD Labs oil has also been used to help thousands get a great night's sleep. Don't be fooled by all the imitators. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle while supplies last. To get your free bottle of CBD Labs CBD oil, call 800-605-2785. That's 800-605-2785. Get your free bottle for a limited time. Call 800-605-2785. 800-605-2785. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit is fuck shit. Shit fuck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And USAC, the United South Africa Coalition, go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard Don't Believe in Ghosts with... uh, Grown up before that, swug with hold up before that, Mary Cutter with mid September before that, uh, starting off the whole set, don't believe in ghosts and take you to the wild. And my next guest should be calling in in just a few minutes here. He actually just got the message to call in. Uh, so as we're waiting for him, let's expose. The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is an attorney in New Mexico by the name of Freeman Faust. In fact, uh, if you want to call him an attorney, uh, maybe it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind, kind of a joke to say that he's an attorney because he's what you call a public pretender. I mean, obviously, he's got a degree in law to get a job like that, and it's well-paying, yes. But what he's doing is he is um, he put a big post on Facebook saying that, uh, well, maybe uh, I, sh- I should read some of this uh, bullshit for you here, his, uh, what he, he wrote on Facebook here. So let's see. The stupid Republican fucks have no idea what they're doing. There will be a storm, a tsunami, a reckoning. I have tried to play nice and compromise, but Moscow Mitch and all and ail y'all have made it clear to us through I've known since 2010 that you have been acting in blatant bad faith. Anyone voting for Trump 
or any Republican above the local level, fuck you. We make sure we nonviolently and lawfully fuck you and the Republican Party beyond all recognition. The country will be unrecognizable to you. Leave the fuck now or shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear from you. We will purpose, purposefully destroy everything you love. I hope you all fucking read this and feel fear. Fuck you. Well, so this is the party of tolerance and acceptance and non-violence, mind you. And, and, and yet we're getting, we're, we continue to get threats like that from them. The left have just gone full-blown wackalooned. What a bunch of fucking idiots. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, with all that said, my next guest has just called in, and that means it's time for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion. Boxing! It'll be Kickboxing. Mixed martial arts. Professional wrestling. And apparently, Hell in a Cell match is officially underway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion. Knuckle up and throw down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion, I want to welcome UFC veteran Andre the Chief Roberts. How you doing, brother? Hey, good good evening. I'm doing fine. What's going on? <laughs> hey, not a whole lot, but uh, good to talk to you. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. It's an honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, I, I got to say, uh, yeah, the first first time I saw you, uh, I believe, was a UFC 19, where you unfortunately had the disappointing loss to Gary Goodrich. But uh, even even so, before that, that fight started, I'm looking at you and I'm like, holy shit, look at this guy. That, that's a big, scary man right there who's... He's 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 come to do battle. I mean, there there's a Native American warrior right there, and uh, well, that that night really wasn't your night. But uh, other performances I've seen, you know, it's like I've been very very impressed. Awesome, thank you. Yes, uh, the story the story behind Gary's fight was uh, I got I got to call a week. Uh, it was supposed to be Gary and uh, Tank was supposed to go at it, and then Tank somehow must have got hurt or something in training and he didn't have to fight. So a week before that fight, I get a call from money. He said, what kind of shape are you in? And I was like, uh, round. But, uh, <laughs> I said, I, I lied. I said, I, I'm in, I'm in decent shape. I'm all right. And he said, all right, I got your fight down in, I think it was 
I forget where it was at. Probably, probably it was either Alabama or Mississippi when back then when they they held the the UFC in the South at all times because those were the only places they could have it at the time. Oh yeah, it was Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. I remember it all all too well. Yes, yes, indeed. So yeah, I, I took that fight on a week's notice, and I shouldn't have did that. I should have just took my time and gotten shape. But hey, it was the UFC. What I couldn't say no. Oh, of course, of course. You you always take that opportunity anytime you can. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah, back then though the UFC wasn't wasn't in nearly the good shape that it's in right now. I mean, uh, from what oh I, no it yeah it's it's way up there leaps and bounds. I'm telling you, man. I I wish I would I would have gotten to fight in front of like forty fifty thousand like they're doing now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. However, there. Even even so, the the venues and all that. I mean, they've they had some pretty good turnouts for uh, for the most part. But uh, you know, I mean, those were the dark days of the UFC. I mean, uh, yeah, it was owned by uh, SEG and uh, Rob Meyerwitz. And from what I understand, yeah, yeah, what I understand though, back then, it if uh, it was a miracle if. Uh, you guys got paid. In fact, I heard there was even some jokes among people taking bets on who will get their money first because checks were bouncing back then, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I, I got lucky enough to got – I was one of the lucky ones that got paid that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, you um, you mentioned uh, Monty. I, I assume that's Monty Cox. Uh, that's a yes, name. Yes, it's a name I actually kind of forgotten about, but I do know the team that uh, you tr- you were training with the Militich Fighting Systems team, and uh, they were they were the top of the food chain at that time, and you had you had the pleasure of being a part of, of that team. Oh, it was great over there. I mean, you got you got your butt kicked on a daily basis. There was wrestling, there was boxing, there was kickboxing. It was jujitsu. It was submission wrestling. I mean, there were they. It was top of the tier. It was top tier that, that at that at that time. But I had the extreme pleasure of just working out with a bunch of good guys. I mean, you get your your butt beat daily, <laughs> and and that was and that was Pat's. That was his thing. You come, you train, and he has the best people there, and it was it was phenomenal. I got my butt kicked regularly and it was i didn't take no it was i didn't take no you know win or lose it wasn't win or lose you were training and you were training your butt off and pat pat made sure of that oh yeah um i've i've heard a few stories because uh obviously where where i'm at right now uh this is where where I'm sitting, uh, this area here is where Jens Pulver actually got his start before moving to Militich Fighting System. Just became became a world champion, became a completely different fighter under Pat Militich. And how, how do you feel you evolved as a fighter uh, going to train with him? It it made a big difference. There was a lot of times. It was, <clears throat> it was just me. I'm Scott. Sorry, excuse me. There was a lot of times. It was just training at home with me and. And my brother Tyrone, and uh, a Vern Jefferson, and once in a while, 
what's his name would show up? Uh, Travis, Travis Fulton, the Iron Man, and some of the some of the older some of the wrestlers from the high school, some of the coaches, and and we were just we were just wrestling. But I went. Uh, Money suggested a they'd come up there to Pats and train with him, and and he made he made a big big difference in in my in my comeback after the the Goodrich fight. I mean, he put he put two and two together and and just got my got my got my butt in shape. I mean, I was close to four hundred pounds, and they got me down to under three fifty because. Because uh, I forget who it was a matchmaker. He said, "I don't want, I don't want him in that. I don't want him back in the UFC." Blah 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 blah. And Monty told him, "Well, but what if I get him down under three hundred fifty? So, and Pat did his his magic. His stable did their magic, and uh, I stuck with it. And I, I loved it up there. I miss the guy. I see him every once in a while. And yeah, had to go." At a show somewhere, I, I just recently I, there was a show that I got to see Jeremy. I remember rolling around with Jeremy Horn, and he, I learned a lot from him as well. And and, and that's what it was. That's that's what it was over there. Pat, Jeremy Horn, Pat was there. Uh, a lot of the boxers from the Quad City area were there. It was just, I'm telling you, it was fun. I had fun. Oh man, and if uh, the way you say it right there, I mean, uh, you and you make make it sound like it it was one hundred percent worth it. And obviously, you got you you fought in in the UFC and a couple other big shows. I can see why it was fun, and you had, you trained with with the very best. In fact, um, I remember when I when I was training, it was um, me myself. I trained with uh, former uh, WEC light heavyweight champion uh, Richard Montoya and. Training with him was not fun at all. I mean, I mean, he he kicked my ass on a regular basis, but he, you know, he got me prepared and, and took me to where I needed to be, you know. And by the time I got in the ring to box, which what I did some tough man style boxing, um, you know, that's when the fun began. It was actually fight time training, not so much fun. And I think you've been there too. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And by fun, I mean that in itself in the combat sports is, you know, he, we put it all together, kickboxing, boxing, wrestling, jujitsu. The, it was, it was hard work, but come coming from a combat background is I was, I was a wrestler. I was a high school wrestler, middle school wrestler, did a little college wrestling. That in itself to me was fun. And a lot of people, Say, hey, what's what's so fun about getting you getting punched in the face, getting kicked in the head? It it it, it was part of combat sports, and at that age, at my age, I, I was still having fun. I was oh, what was I thirty thirty six, thirty seven when I got luckily got into the UFC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, those people who say who say make statements like that, I mean, obviously, just don't understand. You know, I mean, I think everybody, and it doesn't matter who you are, has has some desire to do something dangerous. You know, whether it's MMA, boxing, or any combat sport, or any anything else like uh, NASCAR racing or um, 
mountain climbing, you know, somebody's got, I think everybody's got that desire somewhere to do something a little bit dangerous for me. You know, it was combat sports for you. It was combat sports. Exactly. You, you hit, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And we, we all take chances, you know, regardless of what sport it is. I mean, right now I coach high school football. I'm the head coach at the high school and, and the kids, don't realize how lucky they are to be involved in sport. Oh, yes. You know, tell them daily, don't take it for granted. Get out there and do what you can. Do the best you can. That's all that we have. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And uh, I, I did want to ask you, I mean, uh, I know that uh, people came from uh, pretty good distances to uh, go train with Pat Militich, but for for you, how how far a drive was it from the Quad City? So I know Jeremy used to drive all the way from Omaha before he finally moved. <laughs> I I was lucky enough. It's only like a two hours tops, and while training for the UFC fight against Waterman, I actually got the money. Said you, hey, you can stay with me, and I lived there for I don't know close to two months. But he said, "But I'm not feeding you." <laughs> so I, it was a lot of it was a lot of protein shakes and salad, and and the, and the working out that just melted the pounds off and washed what I ate, and that, that made a big difference. Working out. I mean, I would, I wouldn't five pounds a night. I mean, gee, just the working out alone just melted off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's one thing I've noticed over the years too, Andre is, um, you know, as I looked at, uh, you know, the, the heavyweight and the super heavyweight, uh, divisions, you know, and I've, I've seen big solid guys like uh, Dan Bobish and uh, and Jimmy Ambrose and, and Bob Sapp. You know, I've seen big solid guys like that. You know, do okay, but uh, you know, but I've those were the ones I've seen gas out the worst. And yet, yeah, yeah. Well, with the exception of Tank Abbott, who has absolutely no gas tank. No disrespect to him. Tank's one of my favorite fighters, but he's got no gas tank. He never has, you know. But we're talking uh, guys without the six packs, like the Scott Ferrozos, the Butterbeans, and pe- and people like you. No disrespect intended, you know, who um, wouldn't be expected to have a good gas tank, but yet uh, you surprised like your your fight with Warpath going going the distance the way you did, you know. It's like um, you can't underestimate these big guys because uh, just because they appear to be soft around the midsection doesn't mean anything. A lot of that, a lot of that is training. You can't take training for granted. You got to get out there and do your do your road work. I rode bike a lot, and I did a lot of wrestling, and and wrestling alone gets you in shape. I mean, I love wrestling, and that, that's what got me in shape. Wrestling, running, wrestling, running, boxing, kickboxing. That, that has all a lot to do with it. 
but it's you, you can't take your training for granted. Absolutely. Yeah, you can't take it for granted. And we uh we discussed this in a uh in a private conversation, but uh one fight I think would be exciting with the the two of you in your prime. Uh you against Butterbean. You let's say you in in the best shape you could possibly be against Butterbean. Uh how would you approach that fight? Stick and move, stick and move. He had a he had a nasty overhand right, and, and I'd, I'd watched a lot of his fights. And uh, you can't you can't stay in stay in one spot against him. Just move. There's there's a there's a ring or a cage. Pick your opportunities, take your shots, jab and move. Don't don't stand in one spot. You stand in one spot, better being nailed. <laughs> See, I think. Um... You know, uh, like I, when I saw him uh, take on Larry Holmes, you know, I didn't think it, that fight was going to go 10 rounds. And uh, not only did it go 10 rounds, but Butterbean wasn't even tired after after going 10 rounds, which really, really impressed me, even though he pretty much got his ass handed to him in that fight by, by with Larry Holmes. But still, you know, talking to a guy like that, he went 10 rounds. And and people and people write him off thinking he's going to tire out. It's just no, it just didn't happen. And Butterbean, I kind of figured out some of his strategy too. He didn't move around a whole lot, which was a good way to conserve energy. You know, he'd bait you in and then uh, throw that overhand right is one of his biggest tactics right there. If he, I'm going to guess he had a good camp work uh, training camp. I mean, it, you know, he's he's not in there by himself. He's got trainers that worked with him. And I'm going to say he had a great camp because, you know, 10 rounds of the former former heavyweight champion of the world, that's nothing to that's nothing to look down on. And I, I was I was in the same boat as you when, when I seen that fight. I was like, it ain't going to last. But give, Butter, give Butterbean a lot of credit. I mean, he... You can tell he worked his tail off for that one. Even though it didn't look like it, he did work his butt off to, to get to to that fight. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, the fight I just mentioned a little while ago that you had in Hawaii uh, with uh, Warpath, obviously, uh, did... I just, first, I have to ask you: Did the promoters just kind of want to make that like a marquee matchup for two Native American warriors? Was that part of the plan there? That's a good. That's a good question. Um, we was working up to the fight with uh, we were supposed to me and Wesley, me and uh, Cabbage Wesley Carrera was supposed to get down, but uh, unfortunately. Age caught up to me, and uh, I was what was I forty forty three? I think that was when I fought. But anyway, uh, no excuses. I just I just had a poor showing, um, and uh, I just I just took it on. Uh, I thought I, I took it as a win. I I thought for sure. Hey. The way I looked at the way I looked at it, hey, this is a win. This is a win-win, and uh, I was looking ahead to the fight with Wesley, and it just it just did. Some, for some odd reason it just didn't work out for me. 
and he, uh, you know, nothing. They don't want to take anything away from uh, Warpath. He he came. He was ready. You know, and by the way, I, I got to ask you from a Native American standpoint, when you see him going to the ring with his, his uh, traditional long hair and wearing the war paint, you know, I mean, what's your what's your impression? Um, you know, do, does that give you a, a more sense of pride to see some somebody else do something like that and honor their heritage that way? We all, as far as as individuals, we all have our our certain way to honor the way we the way we fight, the way we you know go out there and show who we are. And mine mine was the simple Mohawk, and that's that was my tribal. The Meskwaki people in in our days that was the style of hairstyle we had back in the day and then I went with it and he Warpath went with the uh, the war paint and hats off to him you know we, we all have our certain way we all have our and I just just went with the Mohawk and we all have our ways of showing our pride absolutely absolutely you know, you know, Andre, one thing, I, you know, speaking of all that, too, one thing I would absolutely love to see is, uh, you know, how you how you have people who are uh, descendants of uh, the, the indigenous um, indigenous people of New Zealand, the, the Maoris, when they uh, a lot of them uh, will will uh, will come come to the ring, uh, you know, uh, chanting the haka or something like that. I want to see, I would just absolutely love to see more Native American warriors, you know, come to the ring in the headdress or, uh, or doing, doing like their traditional war dance, you know, and uh, what would you think if you saw, uh, more features like that? That would be entirely up to the fighter. I mean, I've, I've seen some, some shows where they, they would come out to the beat of a drum. And I would see some in a hard headdress, and that that's entirely up to them. And I will I would encourage it, but a lot of them shy away from it, and for reasons of their own. Mm-hmm. But that that would be cool. I would I would love to see that. Yes. And it, just getting back to the fight a little bit with Warpath, actually, I'm and not so much the fight, but the promotion itself. And I know uh, the fight with Warpath wasn't the only fight you had in Hawaii, but over overall, uh, uh, you get to travel to this uh, tropical paradise, you know. And was uh, people have told me in the past though that have gone to Hawaii that like there was some like a diff- different type of atmosphere. Uh, going to Hawaii, not only was it nice and you can enjoy the weather and see the sights and everything, but there was just something else that, that, that was different about Hawaii that made it more exciting. Did you feel any of that at all? Oh, I loved it out there. Uh, the, the people, the, 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 indigenous, the indigenous people, the Hawaiians out there, they, oh, I, they loved me. I loved them. 
it, it was it, like like you said, it was a different atmosphere. It just it was just fun. <laughs> there I go with that word again. But uh, I, I like the word. I like to use the word fun, and you know, we we could relate the Hawaiians and the, uh, the Native Americans. We get this little togetherness because we're all we were all in the same boat, so to say. So of to course, speak. of course. Uh, I, I got to ask you this, uh, looking at uh, the, the time when you fought in the UFC during that era and looking at uh, what it is, what we have now today with the, with obviously it's, it's different now because there's women in the UFC, which I think is great. Um, you know, you have, you have your Conor McGregor's and uh, today's new generation of fighters overall. Uh, what's your impression? We got, we got weight classes, we got women weight classes. It's, uh, I, I enjoy it. I totally enjoy it immensely. Uh, back in the day, it was just, you could have some, some, somebody like me and fight somebody way smaller, like a, like a hoist. And that was exciting in, in, in its own way. But with these weight divisions, that, that, uh, <laughs> That's exciting as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. It was a completely different time too. And I think. Well, when you got in, is uh, I think it was UFC seventeen, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't get to see that fight though, but I know. I know you were in that event, and uh, and I know that you you took out Harry Moskowitz with a vicious elbow, but. Um, you know, that's when uh, that's when some of the changes came in. Of course, there there were weight classes then. There weren't rounds, uh, but uh, you know there were gloves and the headbutt was banned. So so uh, you know, um, and then given the the way it is now, which era do you think was tougher? I would say our era was a lot tougher because those. Some rules were like the headbutt was banned, uh, but you know, at least now elbows and knees are legal. I mean, they they nowadays nowadays a lot of it is cleaned up, but it, it's still entertaining as far as fight goes because you got all these all these fighters that uh, that that train specifically to fight MMA. And in our days, it was just get out there and brawl, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that as, as far as nothing wrong with watching today's fights. And, and who would you say from uh, today's era impresses you the most? There's a lot of them that I love to watch and everybody has their own different styles and one one person that it that impresses me a lot is, is Connor Connor just comes out there and brings it he's fast he can he can box he can move on the ground I mean he's got he's he's got it all I mean he's the one that came out and impressed me the most 
And who and who would have thought somebody from Ireland would have that kind of success in MMA? Honestly, I kind of I didn't expect uh, you know him to be you know is there's just a lot of part of the the world that are are not caught up on heavy MMA as much as I well it kind of proved me wrong. I didn't think uh, they were I thought they were a little bit behind the game, but uh, you know. In Ireland, obviously, they're picking it up as well as other parts of the world, too. So, you know. Yeah, every, like like you said, everybody everybody's picking it up. And everybody, you know, who who knows where the next guy will come, come from? Yes. Russia. But they got, some, they got some good fighters coming out of there. Uh, I, I do have to ask you this. Uh, you know, back back when uh, you were in the UFC, it was uh, either UFC or Pride were the two biggest organizations. But uh, how would you have felt if uh, you had to step up against Fedor? Fedor Emelianenko, he was he was in a class all by himself. He, in his prime, it it was it was remarkable. I, and me against him, that would have been that would have been a fight. <laughs> it would have been a fight. Unfortunately, I could see myself losing against him in his prime. Because yeah. he, he he had it all. I mean, he, yeah. he got his thumbo, he's got his strikes. He had it together, but not not taking any away thing away from me. You know, with my training at at, at Militech, who who knows what would have happened? <laughs> yeah, you got some power in those hands, though. You could, yeah. I mean, one good strike, somebody's going to sleep. Just ask Ron Waterman about that. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, obviously, and I have to assume that you also sparred with Tim Sylvia. Oh yeah, we went. We we did some rounds. I know, and uh. I worked with him prior to his fight against when he when he won the title that night with uh oh, what is his name out uh, of California from the Lions Den, uh, Rico Rodriguez, I think. Yeah, we yeah. we did some wrestling. We did some we did some round. Helped him out. Yeah, <laughs> and and Tim's a big boy, six foot eight. He's got to reach. Yeah, it's hard say. to get it's hard to get inside with him once he gets once he got. <laughs> With also with his kicks and, but I got I got the honor of working out with him. It is, it was fun. He was just starting out. I was I was just exiting the MMA, and he was just a fresh kid coming out of Maine. And it was it was hey, here I go with the word again. It was fun. I had fun. Uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yes, and. Uh... Now, your last fight I, I did watch with uh, Dan Christensen, and uh, you didn't do too bad. You, I, I watched you, you took him down, you landed some strikes, but just caught, got caught with the arm bar. But uh, after after that, uh, was that you just decided to hang him up after that? Yeah, that was. I had a talk with Monty, and it was like, Monty, it's time for me to go. I mean, it, the guys are getting younger, getting faster it's just father time catches up to everybody of course 
Now, I like uh, the way Tank Abbott puts it, though. A real, uh, a real warrior never puts down his sword. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I do have to ask, though, are there ever times you'll sit down and you'll watch something and think, man, I, I, I bet I can still do this. Does that ever cross your mind? If, if I was in, if I was in my late thirties, yes, that crossed my mind. But not, not at this age. I'm I'm fifty eight now, and it's just it it passed me up. And I'm I'm happy with what I, I'm happy with what happened and how how everything how everything turned out for me as far as my career. I mean, there's there's nothing to look down at. There's nothing to feel discouraged about. It was it was it was at that time that I happened to be luck I happened to be one of the lucky ones to get get into it. No regrets. No regrets at all. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> now, um, just about out of time here, but uh, one other thing, since uh, we're on the subject of age and father time, I just got to get your opinion about this. Um, Overall, what do you think of the uh, upcoming fight between uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. coming up? Both guys in their 50s. and uh, Tyson's looking like the Tyson of old in his late teens, early 20s. I've seen that. That is, that is nuts. I just, hey, more power to them. Get out there and do your thing. Yeah, it's just doesn't look like Tyson's lost any step, you know, or so I can't, I don't know anything uh, as far as what kind of shape Roy Jones is in, but Tyson, obviously, you know, he's, he's taken some uh, punches from some of the best like Lennox Lewis and all that, but he doesn't look like he's lost anything by the way I saw he was working out. Oh, that's just crazy. I mean, he was, he's, he looks like Tyson of old, but, you know, it, Either you jump in the ring, you, they, they both jump in the ring, and, and we'll see what, see how that works out. But I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. It's going to be interesting, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> that I agree with. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, Andre, I really appreciate your time here on the show. Thank you very much for joining. And uh, for we hit our music set coming up here uh in a second, uh, why don't you go ahead and, uh, if you'd like, give yourself a plug. Work if uh, if the fans want to reach out to you, uh, can they do that on social media? Oh yeah, I'm on fa I'm on Facebook. I mean, friend me, say hi. Uh, I'm always willing to answer questions and talk to the fans, uh, and I I've been doing that anyway. People will come up on Facebook and friend me and ask questions and you know just like we did tonight reminisce and they ask questions about pats how was pats and what was it like and who was your toughest opponent at pats and and that had to be my corner man oh i can't think on the top of my head what his name was <laughs> mark and he he was vicious he had some leg kicks that would leave me sore for the whole week and I would limp we would have our oh what was that we would have our sparring sessions on Saturday mornings and Saturday all day Saturday all day Sunday I would I wouldn't be able to walk I've been there before so 
It's not fun. Yeah. That part wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. No, taking leg kicks is not fun at all. Whether you're you're taking them or blocking them, it hurts either way. So you're you're not winning that battle right there. That's gonna hurt. <laughs> I still feel it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the listeners out there, if you ever train if you don't know anything about Muay Thai and you take a you take a, a leg for kick that comes right from the shin to the uh, meaty part above the knee that that's like uh, one of the worst charlie horses you can ever feel i forget who said that one time on as they were talking about a fight and it was like it's it literally taking a, a ball bat to your knee at full force oh uh, mike goldberg would say that every time maurice smith fought yes that was him <laughs> that was the one who, who who coined that phrase. I mean, and it's true. It is so true. Yes. <laughs> well, thank once again, thank you very much uh, for your time here on the show, and uh, I want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Awesome! It was an honor. Thank you. I don't. I don't get. I don't get much. This may be like my third time that I got an, an interview like this, and then every time it, it just. It just brings up great memories as far as fighting in the UFC and in, in, in my books, the best memories I had was training at Pat. I miss everybody. Uh, it was always, it's always great to see everybody when we get together at, at certain shows and that the best part of mine MMA career was training with all, with all the guys. Yes, indeed. And it was great hearing about it, too. I miss him. And I miss MMA. And I'm not, not, not everybody gets to say that, but I still, I still miss it. Yes, I, I can understand why, too. <laughs> well, once again, thank you so much and best of luck to you. Awesome. It was an honor. Thank you. You bet. You take care. You do the same. We'll see ya. All right. Bye now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was UFC veteran Andre the Chief Roberts. Uh, Coming up, uh, we got uh, got the next music set. Uh, Yes, we're going to hear a new one from Austin English and and his cover of the Foo Fighters Everlong. It'll be followed by Warhol. The Fallen, the Fallen Sun, Tattoo the Scars, and Idaho 75. We'll be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
I'm a bit of a classic. I poop on my burger. I poop on my potato salad. I poop on my kids' lunches. I poop on my fingers. Grandma! <laughs> I guess I poop on my husband's chest. <laughs> Grey Poupon. Poupon everything.
tell them all to sit down I never flipped out, always stay tight So everything that I write, these damn fleas try to bite me I'm out of sight, stay moving like the ocean Spreading like lotion From LA to Goshen, plans in motion Like the high beams You blood pops, bloodshot, call me Visine My team's small now, label went dead Brought it out back, put a bullet in its head Heard what I said or should I make it clear To keep it sincere, I'm about to murder this year So cheers to the summertime, girls of flip flops Spitting butter rhymes, make it real hip hop Swinging from some other vine, I do it non-stop I got them all nodding from the hoods to the cops Throw your crossbones up, if you're still down East Coast Pirates, we back in town Throw your crossbones up, if you're still down East Coast Pirates, we back in town Throw your crossbones up, throw your crossbones up Throw your crossbones up, throw your crossbones up Sparrow. I always got my hoodie up like this was Arrow. Yeah. Music's in my bones right next to the marrow. Underground hitting, yo, your boy be a pharaoh. Tarot cards and incense, I'm intense. Kylo Ren swinging for the motherfucking fence. I'm a wallflower on a tall tower. Yeah, they all sour cause I got that raw power. Just a rogue one shogun with a blowgun. About to blow sun, let it go, leave him frozen. I was chosen from the depths of Hades. My flow be crazy, I foam like rabies. This is my legacy, yo. Now let's top it Here it go, bomb blow Now let's drop it I can't stop it I'm toxic and ruthless Parts cold and blacker than toothless Throw your crossbones up If you're still down East Coast Pirates, we back in town Throw your crossbones up If you're still down East Coast Pirates, we back in town Throw your crossbones up 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 Now, all of y'all Now throw them up Return to the legend Link on the track, TFS and me, yeah Fuck boys, wave out, sink it to the high seas Don't catch bullshit, game still belongs to me Tight grip till the day I'm through Disrespect the bloodline, a great joy, fate for you Cause it's reincarnation of the pirate nation No rod the best, but this is my coronation Throw your crossbones up, let the flag fly East Coast pirates, till we motherfucking die Throw the crossbones up, we run it through the ranks It's a pirate's fucking life, the plank or the shank He's in peace for the kid to a promo since 2006 All those that oppose gonna get deep six We say plot and domination like a council of ricks Throw your crossbones up If you're still down East Coast Pirates, we back in town Throw your crossbones up If you're still down East Coast Pirates, we back in town Throw your crossbones up 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 Now, all of y'all Now throw them up Pirates, scourge the fucking hunts. This is 2002, bitch. What? You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of Try getting by, telling lies so that you can run away. How many bridges you burn when you learn they return and come back another day?
Something you find 
USAC Incorporated, the United South Africa Coalition, comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. USAC works to inform world leaders of the present-day conditions in South Africa through documents, news reports, images, videos, publications, petitions, and witness statements to unite with South African leaders to bring meaningful assistance to people in South Africa, to educate and develop trade schools to improve the quality of life in South Africa, to enact employment laws that are fair and equal for all in South Africa, and to work on trade development projects to improve South Africa's economy. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit usac.center. This is The Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. Who farted? Yeah, we'd like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Doogie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states. Three children are asking their parents where babies come from, two children run away, and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is the Renegade Show. Go to Facebook.com slash Radio Chris Master to find out days, times, and stations of where you could catch the Renegade Show. Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Dog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X.com. You know what we do. Blow it up. Artificial intelligence, dangers to humanity by Cyrus A. Parsa. Available as a $10 download at ctmstore.com. In this book, Cyrus Parsa explains why AI is such a grave threat. What is the extent of its development? What do smartphones and devices actually do to a human being? What is the real purpose of artificial intelligence? And what are its plans? Artificial intelligence, dangers to humanity by Cyrus A. Parsa. Get it for $10 at ctmstore.com. And be sure to get a copy of Stacy Notley's book, Credit Solutions. This is the financial system we have, and we have to work with it or it will work against us. Whether you need to monitor, rebuild, or establish new credit, you need this book to know what you can do, how the system really works, and how you can make the system work for you. The problems we face are not hard once you know what you're dealing with and how to solve them. Get answers at ctmstore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. 
Hunter Athletic, Gear Up Let's Train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard Idaho 75 with the cover of Roseanne Cash's Seven Year Ache. Before that, Tattoo the Scars with Bridges Burn. Before that, The Fallen Sun with Crossbones Up. Before that, Warhol with Voices from Above. And starting off the whole set, Austin English with a cover of the Foo Fighters, Everlong. All right, so Chris is unable to make it once again. He's been having issues with his voice and with his allergies. And, uh, God, you need to come back soon, Chris, because I hate doing this shit by myself. Um, I'll read off some shower thoughts in a little bit, but uh, I'd just uh, like to uh, rant a little bit about, uh, first off, so ever since this whole COVID-19 thing really started in, uh, I mean, well, the, when it uh, really hit heights in uh, mid-March of 2020, and 2020 has not been the greatest year. I mean, um, you know, I was, I was buying into the whole social distancing, staying at home, especially since, uh, my job, my day job allows me to work from home. I was really buying into that. And as time goes on, I'm starting to see that it's a bunch of bullshit. Now I'm not saying that the virus isn't real. And I'm not going to say that it's no big deal because it is a serious matter, does need to be taken seriously, but uh, now having experienced COVID-19, when the worst has happened is I've lost my sense of smell, I've been much sicker than this. And getting sick is uh, just another fucking part of life. I mean, it's not the most pleasant part of life, but still, you know, yes, it's contagious. Yeah, it has killed some people, but uh, more people are dying of the flu. I mean, the deaths of COVID-19 worldwide haven't even reached millions. So don't listen to Joe Biden. And the and really the what the Democratic Party and George Soros and all of them don't realize uh, that what a lot of them are doing this election coming up you have Nancy Pelosi who you heard Stephen say that uh, his Stephen I'm talking about Stephen James yeah remember he said that. The only good thing that Nancy Pelosi has done has turned his uh, relative, a lifelong Democrat, into a Republican. And uh, Trump supporters are, are in alarming numbers that uh, the mainstream media, of course, won't tell you about, does not want you to know about. Because they still want to help feed you the poison. 
You know, they're the ones working with the Democratic Party. They're the ones working with George Soros. They're the ones feeding you the bullshit. They're the ones who accuse Trump and make a bullshit with Russian collusion, but yet they're the ones who colluded with China and brought on the coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19. The fact of the matter is, is that Trump has done more for this country than any other president since Ronald Reagan. We had a, a growing economy with lowest black unemployment, but yet he's a racist. Lowest Latino unemployment, but yet he's going to build a wall and deport them all. <laughs> you know, we're talking about... Uh, a man who uh, is accused of being a misogynist. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a racist. He's a sexist. He's a misogynist. He's a xenophobe. You know, they they've labeled him all of them, and the fact that they labeled him all of them by the mainstream media and gets everybody turned against him should make you think right there. Seriously. Seriously. They don't want him in the White House because he wants to clean up the filth, the corruption that uh, has, has been going on ever since Ronald Reagan left the White House. Now, Ronald Reagan was a great president, but uh, just like JFK, he had a piss-poor excuse of a vice president. And coming from a, another family on the Republican side, that stands on the side of the mainstream media and the George Soroses. Yes. I mean, we have somebody here who's in office right now who's claimed to be a Democrat in the past, ran as a Republican, and is now hated by both parties. And it was said a long time ago, if you piss everybody off unanimously like that, you must be doing something right. No, it's not you're doing something wrong. You're doing something right, and they don't fucking like it. And I honestly believe that the survival of humanity does rely on Trump's re-election. Because a lot of the shit that's going on right now, this is a, a lot of biblical stuff foretold in the book of Revelation. And it's definitely something to think about. Trump wants to keep the United States of America in the way that our forefathers had planned it. While Joe Biden and the Democratic Party want to infiltrate the United States with more corruption, bring in socialism, turn us into a communist nation, crash our economy, and, and just completely 
destroy our great nation. That's what we're facing. If you let that perverted old man in who's probably, if, if he wins, he's not even going to stay as president because he's, he's got dementia and can't, he can't hold it together. So Kamala Harris, either if she can't assume this, uh, the uh, position of president, then we bring in Nancy Pelosi. And then what happens? We are fucked, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I've gone on and on and on enough about that. So let's get to news of the weird, aka shower thoughts, but here we go. This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. From the Outlaw Radio newsroom, I sure the fuck ain't Chris Master. And no, I don't. I don't uh, have the soundboard up. So anyway, shower thoughts. Here we go. Water can taste great for 4 billion years, but one night in a glass beside your bed and it tastes terrible. True. Someone who laughs at you for flinching is laughing at the fact that you have a properly functioning nervous system. If you were to kill every single person on earth, you wouldn't go to jail. <laughs> Interesting. Few things are more satisfying than waking up after a fucked up dream and realizing it wasn't real. For some reason, anything we like to watch suddenly becomes a hundred times a hundred times cringier when our parents are around. Okay, cringe. I don't know what the fuck that means, so. Cling wrap can stick itself, but not stick itself, but only does what you don't want. Okay, cling wrap can stick to itself or stick, or not stick to itself, but only does what you don't want. Okay. I read that wrong, my bad. Going up a t-shirt size as a kid is an accomplishment, but failure as an adult. Water hits differently when you wake up at 3 a.m. thirsty as fuck. You know you've led a successful life when your obituary says... You were assassinated instead of murdered. Waking up at 6 a.m. feels so much worse than waking up at 7 a.m. Well, of course. Men are the most knowledgeable without shaving. Men that are the most knowledgeable without shaving usually are usually the ones that with the biggest beards. 
Australians were probably okay with having a huntsman spider in the corner of their ceiling because they they know where <laughs> because they know where it is that way. Villains probably know superheroes' secret identities, but don't reveal them because they're working their nine to five day job. Because because working their nine to five day job eight hours less a day, they're they're fighting crime. The world will never look so beautiful until viewed from inside of a hospital window. Circuses must have been spectacular before safety was a concern, or COVID-19 for that matter. Buying corrective lenses is a pay-per-view... Buying, <laughs> buying corrective lenses is a pay-per-view series. Potatoes are considered a breakfast food when when hashed, but not when mashed for some reason. It's going to be pretty awkward when all those business businesses start taking down their heroes work here banners. When electronic cars take over, the movie industry is going to figure out what to do about car explosions. Among Us teaches us not to trust those who equally get on with their work. If Google Maps were a thing in the 1980s, it it would be a list it would be list the locations of payphones. In 10 years, celebs will be dragged all over the coals for taking nudes or making us offensive jokes when they were in the middle when they were in middle school. Very true. Giving this political correct society we live in, yeah. The last human being is likely to die from something mundane like a cold due to lack of medicine. By looking at the budget, the military is closer to being faked or just the, the money. <laughs> the, the military is closer to, to be faked just for the money but, uh, than NASA. Once per year, we pass the exact day and month we will eventually die. The first smart species that will exist after our extinction will have so much free stuff to use. Eating storage animals is usually rich or really poor. Ripped pants is more embarrassing than just wearing your underwear. A zombie combined with a zombie combined with a ghost would make would make a complete living person. Stray cats basically trick or treat every day. True. The world is on fire 
just not all of it at once, usually. <laughs> yeah, say that to Californians right now going through their situation. Alcohol won't fix the problems. It will just slow them. It'll just show them. Heavy people are kind of ripped. <laughs> it's probably more tiring to bang on a foam mattress than a standard spring one. Mother Nature has abusive children. Yeah, just like one named Sally that just hit Florida. In English, there's no word for the opposite of to deepen. You have to, you have deep and shallow. You can deepen, but you can't shallowen. Drop circles, excuse me, crop circles affect your life a lot than you thought as a child. Sleeping 12 hours a day as a kid feels amazing. Sleeping 12 hours a day as an adult ruins that day for the and the next. One of the biggest advantages of being an ambidextrous would occur while when you're cutting your your nails. A 99.9% satisfaction rating is generally more reliable than a 100% one. Thoughts have accents like voices do. If humans evolved to breathe underwater, we could have underwater housing, water, waterproof gadgets, marine cars, fish zoos, and sea life poachers. If you got the one extra hour of sleep a day, you would get three years more for the rest, excuse me, three years or more rest over your lifetime. Having a car with a high horsepower feels similar to using a computer mouse with high sensitivity. Breakfast at night is so amazing because you've basically grown up enough to eat the forbidden fruit. Ideas seem so much better drunk, especially if, if the idea is getting more drunk. One's face becomes the most intimate body part to share online. There's usually nothing stopping you from putting two hot dogs on a bun. You, you can save on curtains if you don't wash your windows for a long time. For, for a long time. Yeah, I can see why. I don't think I really want to do that, though. That's fucking disgusting. Donkey Kong composed himself enough to communicate to a tailor that he wanted, <coughs> excuse me, he wanted an embroidered tie, and the tailor did. If 
tree if trees had ghosts, we'd all live in we'd all live in haunted houses. True, true indeed. Sinbad's most favorite movie role in a in a movie that excuse me, Sin's Sinbad's most famous movie role is in a movie that didn't exist. Okay, that's kind of mean. I, I I thought Sinbad was Sinbad's good comedian. I like that one mo- movie of, uh, that I forgot what it was called, but it was a it was a western on HBO. Yeah, I forgot all about uh, what that one was called. But I enjoyed that movie. Anyway, predatory animals are much less of a problem in life than we expected as children, especially by contrast with predatory people. All right, so, yeah, that's one I think I can agree on definitely right there. Professionally speaking, uh, professionally speaking, a pilot can choose to not die alone. Showering high is fun. The water felt so good. It's weird. Okay. All right. Whatever. I don't don't know who wrote that one. Lying in bed hits so much harder than lying. Excuse me. Lying in bed hits so much harder than lying on bed. You become. You become the most forgiving person if you made a lot of mistakes. Since zombies are portrayed to limp and walk in movies but still manage to capture survivors, they must be fast walkers. All right, and that does it for News of the Weird and Shower Thoughts. So what's coming up next week is yet to be determined. Um, however, I'm working a lot with Sean O'Donnell like I did tonight, of course. Yes, uh, the interview that uh, I had with Stephen Nathan was, uh, yes, somebody else that Shauna sent me. And I think uh, she's got somebody else to send me next. So, yes. And uh, a big shout out to her because uh, she's been a big part of helping out with the show for the past three years, and it's much, much appreciated. Anyway, I'm going to end the show with Sister Kill Cycle and Cruel World. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Hey, yo, check out Corrupt All Around Radio with Nick Brockmeyer, the CBDJ. He's been part of the rap, rock, and hip-hop underground scene for over a decade. Corrupt All Around Radio sizzles through your speakers. Corrupt All Around Radio spotlights the best of new music from up-and-coming national acts on national tours, as well as existing bands that are still out rocking the industry. Corrupt All Around Radio gives these bands love and respect, playing their music and interviews from the road. For all the 411, visit Instagram.com, Facebook.com, and Twitter.com forward slash Corrupt TV Radio. And check out the underscore CBDJ on Instagram. Corrupt All Around Radio! Proud to be a part of the Roctagon Sports and Music Network. I spent almost two decades working for the CIA. I've seen up close what so many people don't want to imagine, the frightening reality of radical Islamic terror. Here's the truth no one wants to admit. We will never see a day for the rest of our lives where that threat doesn't hover above our heads. Because the hatred that fuels these jihadists will burn for generations. The question is, will our freedom If we surrender our privacy rights, our speech rights, our religious rights, and our gun rights, we will not be safer. But we will doom our children and grandchildren, and the billions of people around the world who see America as a beacon of hope to utter darkness. Our freedom makes us great. Our freedom will keep us safe. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy, the one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208 208- 
957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on a porch writing another song. like me man can't you see because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song the outlaw song song about Waylon and Willie, David Allen Coe, the man in black and the possum, George Jones, you can't go wrong. 